Okay, cool.
people people will steal everything will, will steal anything um all right all right um now okay we are back we are back you know i said at the I, w I will be editing this, so I will be listening back to the conversation. But, but as I said, as I said at the top of at the beginning of the show, we just about remember how to do this. Just about remember how to do. It. I think we've had about uh, definitely three, maybe four weeks off with uh, baby, ver various baby related things. So yeah, I had to go help uh, my wife out because somebody decided to wake up and wanted to feed, which meant that my wife could not. Uh, well, she couldn't cook pasta. <laughs> so 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 i had to go i had to go sort that out so yeah yeah i am the hero but so what what did we decide what did we decide what we've we been talking about i sharon i know you've been to the cinema <laughs> the creator yep well you see you see now this is the thing right I, at the moment, I'm actually quite glad I do. I no longer have an unlimited card. I'm, I'm glad that there's no Cineworld or an Odeon close to me, because it, it has. I managed to get away with one kid, especially the fact that the kid was born during the pandemic when there was no cinema. So by the time the by the time the cinemas opened up again, you know, we kind of had a we had a, a routine which meant that I could leave the house and <laughs> and it's now with having two kids. There's this dawning realization coming towards me, going, "Oh my God, I'm 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 never leaving this house. <laughs> I, 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 I can't. It's like, it's like, I, I can't go anywhere. I, I I I actually I actually physically can't go anywhere. It just it just wouldn't be right. I, 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 so so yeah. I, I don't know when I'm next gonna make it to the cinema. And so when you mentioned the creator, that's a film that I've actually been looking forward to. And then I, when you said that. I, I'm not sure whether you guys ever have this thing where a film shows up in the cinema and you're like, what? That's here already? <laughs> and and, I, and I, I, that was, I, I'm going, that's here already? But I wanted to see that. I'm, oh, I'm not going to see this in the cinema. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, so it, it's very unlikely I'm going to see the creator of the cinema. So Sharon, you are my lifeline. You are the only way I know. You, you're the closest I'm going to get to watching this film in the cinema, I think. <laughs> So the creator, the creator. So okay, and um, uh, as you might have gathered, I have not been to the cinema. I've only seen things at home, and I have I have a wealth of things, but there's one I've chosen that I would like to bring forward. So um, Holly, how about you? Big fat Greek wedding two and the nun uh, three and the nun two. You saw you had a double bill, saw them saw both in the same day. You talked about both of them, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. With Sean and Sharon, because the only person who hasn't seen that film now is myself. Yep. Okay.
Well, okay, okay, we do have a rule that says that it can't be something you have watched before on the show. Anyway, I should explain this. Oh, my, I told you we don't know. Oh, I forgot how to do this. So for anybody who's listening to us for the first time, what happens on this show is that we go to the cinema every week. We watch a couple of things in the cinema. We stay at home. We watch a couple of things at home. We rate everything out of five. We take an average and we see where money has been better spent. Who won this week? Is it Netflix or cinema? Or Netflix and Friends or cinema? And um, so, yeah, and one of the rules that we usually say is we usually say you can't have something that you've watched before because that's automatically going to get a high rating because why else would you be watching it on Unless, of course, it's you and your weird fascination with shark movies. But. Well, you see, now I'm of the I'm of the point of view that it's it's oh, I rarely ever watch something the second time, even if I really do like it. It's kind of like for for me to for me to really apart from like let's say Encanto because my daughter has sort of like decided that she loves that, and so I, I've watched Encanto on loop for the last <laughs> the last month or so. But uh, it's but, oh no, it it gets better with repeated viewings. Encanto really really does get better with because it's. It's not a straightforward Disney story, which is why I did not understand what the big fuss was the first time I saw it. What right about the third time you, you see it, you're like, hang on a second, that's kind of deep. But um, uh, yeah, so but I, I tend not to watch things over. So especially if I do not like something, if I did not like something, there is pretty much no chance I'm watching it again. I do not care whether it's people say it's good or anything like that. There's no chance I'm watching it again. <laughs> so it's a, Yep, yep. You you are you are the forgiving one. You are the forgiving one in this in this. Okay, so I'll tell you what we're gonna do. Let's go with the creator. So Sharon, we'll start off with cinema as is a want. Sharon can tell us about the creator. I will talk about the marvelous Mrs. Maisel season four, five. Yeah, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel season season five. And then after that, we can go back and we can have a big old natter about the Meg two. How about that, Holly? All right, cool. So let us start off with cinema as is I want and Sharon, the creator. This is the the film coming from Coventry's finest, Gareth Edwards. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think that that is a rare, rare gift in today's day and age to go into a cinema, go into a film, not having a clue about anything. I, 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 I there's sometimes I wish I could have that. It is John David Washington. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. Okay, 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 okay. Sharon, Sharon, let me stop you there. You've already told me a couple of things I did not know about this film. <laughs> so, so, I... Okay, okay, go, okay. So, so you took a couple of things I don't know, but let let me tell you where uh, what I know, and let's start from there. We, that he has been sent to destroy this piece of air that's supposed to be like the AI Messiah, and something happens, and then he it looks like he ends up going on the run with the AI AI Messiah. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Yes. So, so far, so a bit standard, if you ask me. <laughs> it's a bit standard. It's a bit long one from Cub. It's a bit Mandalorian. It's a bit kind of like, oh, I went out to destroy you, but no, I shall turn around and we shall fight against the world together. But so what else, what does the film have to offer besides that? Yes. You can see through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so all together, how does it work? How many stars would you give it? What do you reckon of the film? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our heroes, our heroes, they, they've got plot armor. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. Oh, oh, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> I see what you're doing there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I think, I think. Uh... Okay, you see, you see now, now the, th the thing about that, right, is that I I feel like if you got, I think that might be a spoiler because I think whether Jet Chat GPT is up on the film or down on the film can tell you the way the film goes. <laughs> so if <laughs> was it, let's see what Jet GPT has to say about the creator. So I'm gonna go with three and a half for the creator from um from Sharon. I'm gonna say three and a half for the creator. So, uh, but yeah, I've heard loads about the visuals that how stunning this film looks. And um, people have been talking because the, apparently the film only cost eighty billion dollars, which in film, yeah, in film terms is nothing. <laughs> yeah, we're bearing in mind that we have Killers of the Flower Moon, which is a Martin Scorsese movie, 
which is coming up, which uh, you wouldn't expect to be like a special effects bonanza or anything like that. That cost 20 million. And this, yeah, yeah, and this cost 80 million. So people are saying like, wait, so they didn't spend that much and the film looks stunning. And then there's films that cost over double that amount and don't look as good. <laughs> so I, 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 I love what I've heard. Is, so that's something I'm looking forward to seeing on a small screen near me. Of course, it's, it's one of the most stunning films of the year. I'll watch it on a tiny film, a tiny screen in my living room. Um, right, and now we're going to go on to cinema, well, to Netflix and Friends. I'm, I'm going to talk about Marvel, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel Season 5. Now, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel or have watched any of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel so far. Okay. Two series, first two series. So the whole point of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is that you, at the beginning of it, you meet a character called Midge or Miriam. Miriam, most people call her Midge, Midge Maisel. She is in the, when the story starts in the 1950s, 1950s um, New York. She is pretty much a Jewish Jewish housewife, mother of two. She is what I guess they would call a, a Jewish American princess in that, like, you know, her parents have raised her up and everything like that. She's married off to a nice man. She's had kids. She's brother. She's a good wife. She brings, like, you know, her husband, meatloaf at work and all that kind of stuff. And, it, and a lot of what she does is all about serving her husband's aspirations and life, like... But they, but you get to f you you see that she, there's a lot more to her because one of the first times you meet her is at her wedding, and bear in mind this is the 1950s in New York. She is giving a speech at her wedding, and when she's giving the speech, she's doing the talk. She she's bringing the house down. People are laughing. You can see that she's actually quite a raconteur. And the we're now in season five, and what has happened is that she finds her husband's cheating on her. That leads her through a whole bunch of things to to a career as a stand-up. And what we follow throughout the whole thing of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel is her career as a stand-up, and they use that as a way to look at New York through uh, in the fifties, going to the sixties, what was going on around that time in the entertainment industry. And I, I remember when I first started watching this show, I thought this is very unrealistic because a woman in the fifties wouldn't have this kind of agency that she has in this film. But then when I was thinking, about, I was thinking about hang on, Joan Rivers, Joan Rivers, for instance, must have started round about then. Yeah, and Joan Rivers managed to carve... So what you're watching is like, you're watching a character a bit like Joan Rivers, how she managed to carve her way in a, in a world that was against her and like, you know, how they managed to fight all these different things. And I love... I mean, one of the... There's so many aspects of this show that work really, really well. Number one, I mean, I'm not the big fashion guy, but the fashion in this show is on point. I mean, <laughs> Rachel Brosnahan, who is going to be the new Lois Lane, who plays Midge Maisel, she is a clothes horse. She's a clothes horse. It's written by the same people who wrote the um, the Gilmore Girls. Written by the same people who wrote the Gilmore Girls. And the the, the I, I watch this mostly with my wife. And when we're watching it, Claudia's looking and going, how long is the script for this show? Because the dialogue is rat-a-tat. rat -a -tat flying back and forth between, especially between her and her, um, her manager, played by Alex Borstein, who is called Susie. So when Susie and Midge are on the, sc on the screen together, it is brilliant because there's just like gag after gag going back and forth, the way that they go and everything. And in this show, because the whole thing throughout the, the first four seasons of this show has been, is she going to make it? Is she going to make it? Is she going to make it? And season five has this really, really, this really, I think it's a clever thing where, you know how sometimes when you, everyone knew it was going to be the final season. And you, the final season, usually you're going through it, going through it, going through it, going through it. Then at the end, you have this epilogue that says, this person went up and did that. This person went up and did that. This person went up and did that. 
this show starts like the first person you see in season five is one of her children but once it starts you're like hang on there's something off with the there's something off with the um with the with the fashion the fashion doesn't look right they're supposed to be in the 60s and you realize no this is actually the 80s so they've gone forward in time and they've shown you so they show you throughout the whole thing what happens to a lot of these different characters where they've ended up and so right off the gate right off the gate they say she made it she made it she became like a joan rivers kind of person and they have like shots with midge when she's older and she's talking back about oh this is what happened this was my first day on that show this will happen and then they go back and they show you all the different things that happened and this is a show that honestly i would be happy for this show to go on forever because in the five seasons i don't think the the writing dipped at all i think that the they, they have they've come up with all these characters that are just wonderful to spend time with and you just want to hear them speak i mean her parents abe abe, abe and rose wiseman are brilliant her her ex-husband's parents who are still in her life because obviously they're the grandparents to her children played by kevin pollack and oh i cannot remember the lady's name but uh, they are hilarious and all of the relations and everything that they go in there there are quite a few i would say jewish stereotypes about <laughs> in the show but I guess it. But it's. But a lot of them seem to be like you know being done by Jewish people about themselves and saying yeah these stereotypes do exist and but it is it's great it's New York it's I I think this show is brilliant and I would recommend this show to anybody to watch and I would be interested to know why Holly you stopped at season two but season five I thought was really really great I thought it was brilliant I would give it a four out of five I think the dialogue is I think the the dialogue is brilliant. I think the the um, performances. I mean, Alex Borstein and Rachel Brosnahan. Brosnahan. I mean, I started watching this show because they both won Emmys for their roles, and I thought, oh, it's on Amazon Prime. I mean, I didn't know anything on Amazon Prime was any good. Uh, I should watch this and see what see what the big deal is with these performances. And yes, their performances are brilliant, and the way they they do with the whole characters. Not everybody. Not every. Not everybody ends up in a rosy place with everybody else. So to say, it's actually very real about the sacrifices that you would have to make to make it in the showbiz world. I just think it's brilliant. I think it's I think it's so good. And the stand-up bits that they do, weirdly enough, because sometimes you have these sort of shows where they have like, oh, this person's a stand-up, this person's a comic, and then they end up not being that funny. But the stand-up bits in this are actually genuinely funny. And the things that they say are genuinely funny, and I think it's great. I would give it a four out of five. Everybody, please go watch The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I I would be really, really surprised if you were disappointed. So, having said that, Holly, why did you stop at season two? Ha had you met a character called Shy Baldwin yet? He was a crooner, a black crooner. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Okay. Ha 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 ha. 
You're irritated that it exists. To be honest, to be honest with you, I, I think uh, I I I don't think I I love spending time with those characters so much that I don't think I can be fully objective about that <laughs> because I mean the, the the characters are brilliant and I think it, I would love spending time with them even if there was no point to it <laughs> but yeah but yeah but anyway four stars for marvelous Mrs Maisel I'm on Amazon Prime Sharon if you can get around to it I can recommend it but now. Yes, yes. But now let us get back to Meg 2. Meg 2, The Trench. And so, Holly, you saw it and you wanted to have a chat about Meg 2, The Trench for the people who already seen it. It's still, it's still, I, I still don't understand how they made, how the Meg is based on a book. <laughs> Quite frankly. Cliff Curtis. <laughs> oh, it's but 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 that's that's a bit like that's a bit like how um, uh, you know, in the Shawshank Redemption, when um. Yeah, Red, where, where they, they ask him, like, uh, where Tim Robbins asked Morgan Freeman, why are you called Red? And he goes, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm Irish. And that's because in the book, Red is actually a red-headed Irishman. Which, that's why it's called Red. So, so, so with that, so with that, so, so with that, when it comes to that, 
are you saying good that they changed the characters from the books? Are you thinking, are you more on the lines of, no, that's sacrilege. How dare they change the characters from the book? <laughs> yep. Well, uh, okay, but let, let's be honest. Let's be honest. I, okay, I am not a big fan of killing off a woman so that the man has something to feel. Frigging, which is what it's called. I do not like that trope. But that love interest thing, that whole love thing, they needed to find a way to not do it because in the first film, it sucked. It <laughs> it sucked. It, it oh, it's not. It's not even they even believe it. You didn't believe that these were two human beings. Full stop. Who could? <laughs> there was nothing. There was nothing. There was nothing to it. It was like watching a piece of stone on a wet piece of paper. It was. There was just nothing. Nothing there. <laughs> okay wait okay so so okay i'll tell let me let me let me come with something let me let me ask a question you seem to be talking about these books like they have some value to them or they have some sort of integrity to them and i'm thinking um it's a film about me it, or it's a book about a massive mega shark so <laughs> the Said Meg, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, they, we, we, 
that was that was what I was gonna ask was so with all that being said, what did you think about the film itself? All right, okay, cool. Even what? Oh, oh, well, somebody please eat that dog. <laughs> oh, what is it with what's a oh, stupid dog surviving films? I could have a Sean style rant. <laughs> I, I could I could have a whole Sean style rant about 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 stupid dogs surviving in movies. Well, countless humans die. I mean, but no, no. It's like we can kill a shark full of beachgoers, but oh no, we must not harm the dog because that would be a step too far. I mean, I, 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 Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's me. There's something wrong with us humans. <laughs> you know, you know, okay, this this takes me this takes me to the film Snakes on the Plane. So another creature feature. Another creature feature that over the vote bombastic and there is a Pippin style dog in Snakes on the Plane. And the fate of the Pippin style dog in the sticks of the plane made me punch the air when it happened because I was like, yes, yes, finally, somebody. <laughs> oh, 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 that would be telling. <laughs> no, no, no. That, 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 that would be telling. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yes. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's a dog moment in Man of Steel. Talking about Bedassas of Wolves, there's a dog moment with Kevin Costner in Man of Steel, the Superman movie. Ah, God, ah, it annoys me. No end. What? Yeah, never mind. Okay, I'm, I'm just, okay. No, yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> what? I just, I just, I don't. Well, I just, mm, mm, I just. It's. Ah, anyway, never mind. Never mind. This, this is a bigger existential discussion about the way we look at animals. But. <laughs> I, I, I just, I just think it's a trope. It's a trope, and it's a well-known thing that they do in Hollywood, where you are not allowed to kill the dog. And I just don't understand why.
You see, it's just this weird American thing that I feel is being shoved on everyone, the rest of us, that you're not allowed to kill the dog, but you can slaughter thousands of human beings and it's and and for me i'm i'm sorry but if i have a chance to save a dog or a human being that dog has to be pretty amazing and the human being has to be pretty terrible for me to go for the dog so it's <laughs> yeah Oh, the the dog in the second Independence Day. That that was oh, for goodness sake. But any anyway, anyway, anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are, those are your cats, and I will, I will, I, I I will accept that. There's a there's a bond there. But random cat and random film. Oh, never mind. Okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on. I, th I think this is a longer existential discussion for us to have. <laughs> but um, but uh, moving on, one of our listeners has been waiting a while for an answer. So, Sharon, remember when we spoke about the haunted house or haunted house or haunted mansion? Sorry, that was a haunted mansion. Remember when we spoke about that and we had this whole thing where... Essentially, through a whole bunch of things, through a point of me pretty much accusing Sean of thinking all black people look alike, um, so, like, uh, we we came to the we came to the um, to the conclusion that what must have happened is that Sean went to the cinema and somehow the Sydney World Cinema on the Isle of Wight showed him the wrong film because there is the Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy, which was made twenty years ago or something like that, and there is Haunted Mansion, which is the which is the new film with Lucky Stanfield in it. And we we thought, okay, eventually there's a, and our listener Taiwo, my cousin Taiwo, who listens to the show, had he he actually he listened to that episode. He just texted me going, So what happened? What happened? What is it? <laughs> what goes on? What is the call? And I think in, in his message, he actually says he is he is one hundred percent on Sean's side. Um, where he says, like, no, I don't believe for one second that Sean would have mixed those two up. So let me actually find Taiwo's message. And Taiwo says... <laughs> okay, so, okay, well, no, 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 these, are all, these are all baby, 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 baby. Oh, yeah, cool, there it is. Also, he, he, uh, he says, also, we need, need, need a resolution to the mystery of the haunted house showing. Why would the cinema show the old one? I'm a believer in Sean. <laughs> it's what he says. And he also says he's glad to see wisdom is coming with age for me and my decision not to go to the cinema so close to the due date of my baby. But yeah, yeah that's nail here. But there, yeah. So I asked Sean in the end, I was like, did you find from the cinema why they showed you the wrong film? And Sean got to the heart of the issue and he says, I think he, he replies, like, sorry, senior moment. He actually watched the film at home. So... <laughs> so so, <laughs> so, so yes, so, so Sean, as uh, because I was, I was like, no, Sean knows what Eddie Murphy looks like. So Sean, yes, does know what Eddie Murphy looks like. Does not confuse Eddie Murphy with somebody who's like twenty years Eddie Murphy's junior, but he did forget that he saw the film at home as opposed to in the cinema. <laughs> so, so. So, so yeah, so Taiwo, so rest is rest easy. Your your believer in Sean, your belief in Sean can remain steadfast, just possibly not in his memory. But 
where he saw what film. Yes, but that, that also tells you about how many things that Sean sees and how they all get blurred together into one. So I believe that is it for us for this week. We shall be back hopefully next week. I don't know how many of us will be back. Actually, maybe we will. Will we be back next week? We might. Oh, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. It, I will probably I will, I will probably be traveling to the Isle of Wight next week Thursday which means that we, Yeah we, we might we might move it to another day or or the timing might still work the timing might still work I will have a look at what time the ferry is and I'll see I might be able to make it onto the Isle of Wight in time to actually still record this whole thing But anyway until that time it's a goodbye from me Please do find us on social media. Find us at Netflix via cinema on almost all platforms and get in touch. Tell somebody about this. Tell somebody about how we love to review the wrong film on the wrong platform in the wrong section of the show. <laughs> we are that kind of podcast. Until next week, thank you for joining us. <laughs> right, uh, that's it. We are out. Oh, Buffy. Oh, 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 not not Buffy, the 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 wolf pack or the something like that. See, now that's the thing. I. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm, I'm not so sure that it's. I'm not so sure that it's about the writing. I think some of them might just be the casting. They have. They, the casting has kind of gotten a bit homogenized. Well, I've, I've, I've said that I've been. I've, I've been watching Gen V the spin-off of the boys the one that's set at the university and no i think i find i find that yeah it is good it is good i find it pretty easy to tell people apart i think that they they're cast so they all look different enough that you can tell them apart On that note, I should probably get back into the house. <laughs> yes, and and Rit. Um, 
But I go, what have I sent you? Let's let's see. I Okay. I sent You've had two pictures. Okay, I'm going to send you let's see. Okay. Well, just looks at the camera like, okay, what, what is your problem? <laughs> <laughs> 